1: too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy30. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
2: All right. How do you get out of that when moving to Devin Hester? Because uh, much different personality, much different uh, side of the ball, much different style, and yet the the flash, the finesse, the the dazzling, returning, electrifying play, all the things, the most exciting Bears player since Walter Payton. Um, Devin Hester was a lot of kids' favorite players because they felt like they could relate to him, much the way I think people look at Steph Curry. They looked at Devin Hester. Um, and, and, Dan, I think that, like, when you talk about Steve McMichael and being the life of the party and all this personality, Devin Hester was like the opposite on the field than he was off the field. I mean, Devin Hester was so quiet and shy. I can remember he's he's the first Bears player going into the Hall of Fame that whose career I, I covered entirely in Chicago. Brian Erlecker, I wasn't here for the beginning, but here for most of it. Um, and I remember when Devin Hester was drafted, and I remember all the things people said about him. And I remember all the, you know, can he play cornerback? And yeah. what are they going to do? And live through the whole number one wide receiver thing. And through it all, Devin grew up, I think, in Chicago, but it wasn't an easy process. And his best, most
3: natural moments came with the ball in his hands. Yeah, there's no question about it. And and what I've always said, David, about Devin is that Devin Hester is a feeling. And when you talk to people about Devin Hester you feel the feeling that they have about Devin Hester. And if it's somebody that had a uh, kick to him or cover him on a, on a kickoff or punt, you feel the anxiety that comes through in their voice when they talk about the preparation of trying to take on that challenge. If you talk about somebody that had a block for him on one of those return units, they talk about the eagerness and the energy and the anticipation that came with every one of those returns. You talk about fans and you you, you hear those first few beats of Soldier Boy coming over the, the sound system and people would talk about just like how exciting that was to be in an entire stadium where all eyes were fixated on one dude because they knew in the, the blink of an eye, something unforgettable was about to happen. And and I, I've always said getting to know Devin a little bit, he, I covered his last season in Chicago and I've gotten to know him over the last few years just through various I- interviews. He's got this super cool combination of self-assurance and humility where he can talk about Ways that he amazed himself with moves he made and returns he had in a way that, that you're you're just smiling and you realize he's not coming across as cocky or arrogant in anything that he does. It's just like, yeah, it was really awesome to be the best there ever was at doing this. And it was really cool to have these special gifts all come together. That was Devin Hester for me.
2: When he returned kicks and punts, I mean, he was a kid in the playground nobody could catch because it wasn't just one move or one method it wasn't just get to the corner and outrun everybody it wasn't he zigged and he zagged and then he broke a tackle and he cut back and he changed directions and he did everything so instinctively and I think that's the thing with Devin's career that you know you look back at that era and sometimes you know they they didn't win a Super Bowl they got to one and that was his rookie year and certainly, Breiner Lacker and Tillman and Briggs, they define that era defensively. Lovey Smith was here, his cover to all that. When you think about the offense of the Bears, you don't think of much because the quarterback, you know, glut or the hole that they've had. And it just, But you think of exciting plays, you think of Hester. Hester kind of defined the excitement of that era offensively because he was as big of a weapon as they had. That's one of the reasons that he wanted to try being a receiver. That's one of the reasons they let him try being a receiver. So, it never worked out that way and did it take away it doesn't matter if it took away from from his returning now. He's in Canton, Ohio. He's going to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, whatever they worked, whatever they tried worked. Congratulations Jerry Angelo who drafted him and saw this greatness that few people maybe saw.
3: I don't have the numbers directly in front of me, but we found it uh, important to include in our Chicago Tribune news the fact that he did have success as a receiver. And when you draft a guy as a cornerback and he's so good with the ball in his hands that you carve out a role for him for six seasons as a receiver. And in two of those years, he leads your team in receiving yards. It gives you a, a little bit of an illumination into how special the guy really is to take on something that he had never really done before and to do it at a level where you could lead an NFL team in receiving for two seasons and have the production he had. So to me, that it, it's just a... It, a little bit of an extra emphasis that he wasn't strictly a returner. You know, for for six years he was a part of the offense, and 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 a, you know maybe not the most explosive receiver ever. Maybe he had some flaws in his game there, but he was he was that. The uh, other part, uh, did, go ahead.
2: I, I'm not here to disparage him as a receiver. I, I think his his high season was 57 catches. He has 30 3,300 3, yards career receiving yards on uh, 255 career receptions. My my point in looking back is that. The Bears, there was a big thing at the time about he wanted to be a number one receiver. Oh, yeah. Devin no, Hester right. was a complimentary receiver that I don't think, you know, it, it, I think because he was a Hall of Fame caliber returner, he wanted to be a number one wide receiver. And I don't think those two, two things are always
3: no, in the pattern. I brought that up only because I know for a, a while the committee was talking about, oh, he's, you know, he's just a returner. He's just a returner. And I, my right. retort would always be he wasn't just a returner. For six years, he played receiver for the Bears and was was not terrible at it. The other part about it is we know that Devin loved the stage. Nothing exemplifies that more than uh, Super Bowl.
4: Selling a little or a lot.
3: opening kickoff Adam Vinatieri's kick coming down into his hands I you know when I did the oral history on that told through Devin's eyes and the eyes of the Colts return team I I remember getting goosebumps as Devin described the raindrops that were coming down the smoke that was still in the air from the pregame fireworks the, 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 the and then talking about how he could see the flash bulbs everywhere in the stadium but then talking about how he couldn't hear anything because he just kind of found that zone that that mythical zone that he went into <laughs> made marlon jackson miss in the hole got himself free and off he goes for 92 yards and a touchdown that all of chicago will forever remember and that wasn't the only time he stepped up on the stage obviously we talk about the they are who we thought they were game you know yep. big moment monday night football against the rams two touchdowns debut as a rookie against green bay at lambeau field devin hester loved the big stage. He loved the big moment. And more often than not, he capitalized on it. I think the 108-yard return was a, a, a Sunday night game against the Giants on the missed field goal. So so, so that spotlight and that stage was never too big for him. In fact, it was just the opposite. He wanted it. And more times than not, he, he performed to, to the level of expectation that people wanted.
2: That opening kickoff against the Colts in the Super Bowl was probably the most exciting play of the modern era since probably they won the Super Bowl. There, there's nothing else that matches the level of excitement, anticipation, joy, euphoria, all the things. And that was the opening kickoff of the Super Bowl if you could just stop everything there. and uh, But, you know, <laughs> we couldn't, unfortunately, do that. But, yeah, that, that's the kind of thing he was always capable of. And I think, Dan, when they drafted him, it was as a cornerback. I think they drafted him out of Miami and he was listed and
3: announced as Devin Hester cornerback from the university of Miami. (laughs) Yeah, you know, exactly. And so here we are now hall of famer, right? Two things. I also wanted to share on Devin and revisiting the, the the punt return against the Cardinals on that um, epic Monday night game, which, which might be the defining bears victory of the 21st century, to be honest with you. Uh, you, you see two things. Number one, Scott player, the punter in that situation said, look, like I was trying to angle my punt to the right, but the bears knowing that Devin Hester had this ability were able to get creative. They were able to lock in on all these moments. And Brendan and I and Badejo actually comes free on what was called a, a, a flash and go where, where you kind of hold up and then you rush. And he actually forced Scott player to kick the ball down the middle of the field, which was exactly what they were strategizing not to do. And so you had Dave Tobe and Brendan and I and playing off of Devin Hester's brilliant behind them to make this whole thing work and then they get the kick they want and he takes it back and i remember scott player telling me it was like trying to catch a bullet out of a gun (laughs) you know as devin hester's coming at him what an analogy that is to to hear that and that that fear that he had and that was that that was the guy and then you hear over the years the reverence that a hall of famer like brian urlacher had a um gritty leader like olin krutz had these guys talk about devin hester with this Palpable giddiness about, (laughs) right? (laughs) And like that tells you everything you need to know, right? Like these dudes were as as gritty and tough, and and all they wanted to do when Devin was back there was get to the sideline and and have wide eyes and watch him do what he does.
0: Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.